Hey, Wiki listeners, it's Rachel. And Victor, did you know I host the fantastic NYC Talent Show every Monday night at the Parkside Lounge in New York City? It's an off-off Broadway showcase where you can see New York's underground performance art up close. We've got weekly special guests like Colin Quinn, Janine Garofalo, Tone Bell, and lots more. Use the code WIKILISTEN for a special discount on tickets when you go to nyctalentshow.com. That's nyctalentshow.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is the Wikipedia page for Flophouse. Welcome to Wikilisten, the podcast where we read Wikipedia pages and provide commentary. I'm Victor Vernado, KSN. And I'm Rachel Teichman, LMSW, reminding you to subscribe. Indeed, everybody. Subscribe. So you can get it done. Get it done. I don't actually know much about this, so I'm pretty excited. Well... I know what a flop house is, sort of. I don't know if it is a place where people like have sex or a place where a lot of people just live together in very close quarters or both. Mm-hmm. I guess we're about to find out. Flop house. A flop house, American English or DOS house, British English, is a place that offers very low cost lodging, providing space to sleep and minimal amenities. Characteristics Historically, flop houses, or British DOS houses, have been used for overnight lodging by those who needed the lowest cost alternative to staying with others, shelters, or sleeping outside. Generally, rooms are small, bathrooms are shared, and bedding is minimal, sometimes with mattresses or mats on the floor, or canvas sheets stretched between two horizontal beams creating a series of hammock-like beds. People who make use of these places have often been called transients and have been between homes. Quarters are typically very small and may resemble office cubicles more than a regular room in a hotel or apartment building. Some flop houses qualify as boarding houses, but only if they offer meals. American flop houses date at least to the 19th century, but the term flop house itself is only attested from around the early 1900s, originating in hobo slang. 
In the past, flop houses were sometimes called lodging houses or working men's hotels and catered to hobos and transient workers such as seasonal railroad and agriculture workers or migrant lumberjacks who would travel west during the summer to work and then return to an eastern or midwestern city which ran along the rail lines such as Chicago to stay in a flop house during the winter. This is described in the 1930 novel The Rambling Kid by Charles Ashley and the 1976 book The Human Cougar by Lloyd Moraine. Another theme in Moraine's book is the gentrification which was then beginning and which has led cities to pressure flop houses to close. Some city districts with flop houses in abundance became well known in their own right such as the Bowery in Manhattan, New York City. Since the middle 20th century, reforms there have gradually made flop houses scarcer. The resulting gentrification and higher real estate value has further eroded the ability of flop houses and inexpensive boarding style hotels to make a profit. Can confirm. Wiki listeners, you can support us by listening to this message while you support infrastructure changes to provide housing for people. Thank you for listening to that message. Now, let's get back into it. Let's do it. 21st century revival. In the 2010s, the high cost of housing in cities such as San Francisco saw an increase in the number of flop houses. The modern flop houses, sometimes branded as pods, usually have partitions between beds for privacy and are created from existing houses or apartments. They are often marketed toward commuters who stay in the city during the work week. That's interesting. Like when we started reading this, I kept thinking about those pod hotels and I guess that's like the contemporary version of flop houses. Oh. Well then. They're very popular in Japan. Cage homes in Hong Kong. <laughs> God. Cage homes were built in colonial Hong Kong in the 1950s for single working men from mainland China. Cage homes are described as wire mesh cages resembling rabbit hutches crammed into a dilapidated apartment. As of 2012, the number of impoverished residents in Hong Kong was estimated at 1.19 million, and cage homes, along with substandard housing such as cubicle apartments, were still serving a portion of this sector's housing needs. The combination of high rent and income inequality has been given as one reason that cage homes persist. Michael Adderjan, a University of Hong Kong criminology professor, has noted that the United Nations has called cage and cubicle homes an insult to human dignity. Cage hotels in the United States. Cage hotels, a form of single room occupancy, were common in Chicago at the turn of the 20th century as estimated 40,000 to 60,000 people lived in them during the winter. These were lofts or other large open buildings that were subdivided into tiny cubicles using boards or sheets of corrugated iron. Since these walls were always one to three feet short of the floor or ceiling, the open space was sealed off with chicken wire, hence the name Cage Hotels. A 1958 survey by Christopher Jenks found that homeless men preferred cage hotels over shelters for reasons of privacy and security. That makes sense. A similar preference for cage hotels over shelters was reported in turn of the Century New York City, where single working men ranked their housing preference in the following order. They preferred lodging and boarding houses to cages, cages to dormitories, dormitories to flops, and flops to the city's shelters. Men could act on these preferences by moving as their income increased. 
That is absolutely true. To this day, shelters are like the bottom tier option in New York City. They're often not safe. And since flop houses aren't really a thing as much anymore, people have to choose either the street or a shelter, and either one is pretty dangerous. Regulatory efforts to combat low-cost cage hotels has been a driver of the expansion of the homeless population in U.S. cities, according to Jenks. By 2021, only one, the Ewing Annex Hotel, remained in Chicago, housing some 200 men, many of whom would otherwise be homeless. Yeah, it kind of makes me feel like there should be more flop houses. I mean, that won't solve the problem of homelessness. One of the main drivers of street homelessness in the U.S. was the process of deinstitutionalization of mental hospitals, which had their own problems for sure. But that's why we have seen one of the main reasons we've seen such an increase of street homeless individuals who may not be able to safely live in a flop house either. They would be very vulnerable there as well. So, you know, government maybe provide some more housing and stability. You know, that might be cool. Yeah, I feel like there's a way to help a lot of people that might do with like modernizing what a flop house is and making it an offering that, you know, for the homeless that is better than shelters but also maybe even get funding for it from the government. I bet that's possible. Well, we see programs in New York City and and around the country as well, where people are given like assisted housing type programs where they live in an apartment alone and or or with others. And um, depending on the level of care they need, people will come and check up on them, make sure that they get services. It sounds ideal in nature. And I think that there are some instances where it works out. But you also see a lot of the time the workers, I'm not blaming the individual workers, but many times the workers don't actually get to make contact with the tenant until it's too late. And we've seen many instances of the tenant actually dying because the workers weren't able to make contact with them in time. So we know there's a problem. People are trying to solve it, but it's really not. We're not there. It can also be difficult to get into these programs. And there are people who are capable of living more individually and don't necessarily need these programs, but still need housing. I mean, I think there's something possible. I think that I I would have to think on it, but I'm fairly certain that something is possible. I agree. I I think it's a very multifaceted solution and there are a lot of ways to address it. But a lot of it comes down to money and the government being willing to use money. I will say this about the definition of flop houses from this Wikipedia page. Mm -hmm. Like my guess about it being a sex place was way off. Yes, that's true. (laughs) Although I I would think that sex probably still happens in them. I, you know, probably. Yeah. This has been the Wikipedia page for Flophouse. Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. You can find us at wikilisten.com and on all social media and on TikTok at Wikilisten, except for Twitter, which is at wiki underscore listen. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts because it really helps us out. Check us out on YouTube for more content. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button with your multifaceted approach to help people, you know, live their best lives. If there's a particular page you'd like us to read, let us know. We'll read it. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.